Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Oh, man, what's going on, fantasy people? Yeah, week 10 is here again. I've uh, got the Thursday Night Football out the way, uh, cover some part ones, about to get into these part twos, you know, the, the money time, you know, it, it's getting, you know, juicy and juicy every week. Oh, man. Uh, part two, Thursday Night Recap. Uh, also going to do the money time, man, starts of the week. Uh, also, as we do uh, every week, um, well, every week when we're both here, play some get money. I mean, we played some get money. Uh, you still, you still won, uh, even though we were allowed to have same players. Um, true, true, so true. now, now I'm two, two games back. I don't really like this. I don't, I don't like this feeling. Um, so got to make up some ground today. Uh, so let's jump into the Thursday night recap, man. Uh, and usually we start with the positives, but I gotta, I gotta start here, man. Uh, oh, man. Jonathan Taylor, man, my breakout running back, uh, <laughs> second round pick, uh, stud for you know stud prospect for the Colts man it was not as has been for anything but a stud so far man seven of twelve seven carries for twelve rushing yards yesterday, um two or on Thursday night football uh two targets for two catches twenty five yards only got four point seven uh half point PPR points he was stuffed on two short yardage situations I'm just gonna start here y'all I'm sorry y'all. I th- I thought he would be able to come in here and dominate as a physical specimen that he is. That uh, has not happened. And we could blame the offensive line. We could blame the coaching staff for not giving him the ball. But frankly, Jonathan Taylor just has not been playing good football. He's not playing with the vision necessary to be a productive uh, running back right now. And I'm not throwing in the towel on JT as a prospect. But I think I'm just going to come to terms with, he, it, you know, it's not going to be in 2020. Uh, obviously the college production, the athletic profile is there. I'm willing to bet on that from a, from a dynasty standpoint, but I'm also realizing, you know, maybe he's not the, the talent that I and many others thought that he was. I mean, he, he can't create on his own. Uh, he, he does need good blocking available to him. Um, and, and right now in redrafts, he's just a bench stash. I mean, because it seems like it's going to take an injury for him to be remotely close to. Uh, what I or many others expected for Jonathan Taylor to be. Yeah, I definitely agree with that assessment. I mean, yeah, I, coming into the week, he's definitely RB2, but, yeah, he's he's not startable at this point. Uh, he's not really putting up the production. Um, not Now he's not getting the opportunity now either. So uh, it's just double trouble for him. Um, yeah, it is definitely not good for the guys people are taking, like, round four, sometimes round three. Yeah, I mean, by the time we got to draft time, you you were taking Jonathan Taylor at the end of round two. So crazy. It is crazy. Um, I mean, 
you know, I, I got to the point where I was taking him. I was willing to take him ahead of, of guys uh, like Le'Veon Bell and, and Todd Gurley. And, you know, the, half of that in 50 percent, I would have been right and 50 percent. I would have been wrong. But, um, you know, we're playing this game of probability. Uh, betting on a guy like Jonathan Taylor is not wrong process. I just think that at the end of the day, uh, Jonathan, a guy like Jonathan Taylor should be dominating with these opportunities that he's getting. That's our expectation, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. just not happening. Just not happening. Um, and and a lot of I've seen this a lot, man. People are complaining, uh, comparing this to Clyde, your breakout running back, Greg. Uh, this is this this in my opinion, this is not nothing like what's happening with Clyde. Clyde is producing with these touches. Uh, yeah, Clyde is making people miss. Uh, you know, you look at Clyde and you're like, ooh, like Jonathan Taylor has made me go, ooh, twice all year. <laughs> you know, like it's just it's just where we're at. You know, Clyde was a lair. I mean, it's not his fault that they stuck, you know, Le'Veon Bell into this situation or and he has to play with the, you know, the best quarterback alive right now who who threw nine who's thrown nine touchdowns and no interceptions over his last two games, twenty five touchdowns and one interception on the season. Like this, yes, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw a lot of touchdowns, and that's going to be, you know, may, is Clyde getting it done in the red zone? Maybe not, but I, I think when you just look at the players and, and what you'd expect, like if Clyde gets more touches, Clyde would be more productive, and we've yeah, seen and that. still throughout the year, Clyde is still like a low in RB, I mean high in RB2 as far as his ranking. He's probably he's still up there in the top 20, so. Uh, yeah, no, he's up, he's up there. Yeah, it's just you know he's he maybe been disappointing because where where he was going top five right. or whatever top it was. Five. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? And some people they were going ahead and taking him ahead of Dalvin Cook, and I mean I at the time if you if you told us that Clyde was going to get three hundred touches on the year, like I would understand that, but or maybe I would I would be able to understand that, but um you know like we can't obviously hindsight is twenty twenty right. Um, the thing, hey man, he's healthy too. <laughs> that, that yeah, he's something. <laughs> he's healthy. The thing is, uh, I will say though, you know, and we we uh, haven't talked. Oh, the Chiefs are on bye, so this is something we could obviously talk about more next week. But um, you know, like I said earlier in the year, we saw Le- uh, Lashawn McCoy come in this offense. Andy Reid tried to integrate him, and it just didn't work. And then he stopped. And then it was just the Damian Williams show after that. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that if Le'Veon Bell is not producing with his touches, Clyde continues to produce, that after the bye week, Andy Reid, the, the coaching staff, realizes that and is like, well, let's just get, let's just keep feeding Clyde. That's what we were doing before it was working. Let's keep doing that. But, you know, on the broadcast, they did say they wanted to keep Clyde fresh. So, uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not I'm not throwing in the towel on Clyde. Actually, I'm not I'm not I'm not in that in that camp of people. Yeah, no. I mean, you can't one. I mean, who who what running back you you're gonna most likely start with him over confidence? Like, <laughs> there's only like a handful of running backs you could say that. So you're still playing Clyde. Like JT's benchable. You could say that Clyde. You could still say uh, can give you RB two volume or the production. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not. I'm disappointed because of it's nothing to do with Clyde, man. <laughs> it has yeah. everything to do with everything yeah. else. Um, but now onto the positives in this game, man. Uh, Naheem Hines played sixty, uh, played running back, uh, a running back high, fifty-six percent of the, the team snaps, 
Team high 12 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Also added five catches on six targets for 45 yards and a touchdown. And dare I say, looked like the best and most dynamic back for uh, the Colts on Thursday. Tw- over 25 half PPR points. Greg, what was your take on Naheem Hines? Yeah, he, he ran. It was one of his best games of his career. I mean, he, he played pretty well. I mean, this was a guy that we, I had on the waiver wire pod like week one. Uh, and he hasn't really come to fruition since that, since that, like, you know, game script has, uh, hasn't helped in other moments, but he has some flashes and th- this has been a, it's a good moment for him. I mean, uh, Frank Reich from week to week, I, I can't really guarantee you Naheem Hines is going to be, uh, the lead back or, you know, producing the most productive back in his backfield because, uh, he, you know, he, the game script also the plays in it. And, but I mean, it seemed to be up and he was getting the ball still. So, uh, it was very interesting, uh, and very, you know, good performance by him though. Yeah, I mean, this one felt different, though, man. I mean, it just felt like, you know, he was, he was, you know, being used as the primary back. Right. You know, not just like, a, hey, we're, you know, we're down, you know, we're losing. Let's try to get back in this thing. It was like, no, uh, we're trying to, we're trying to run the ball. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Wilkins, they're not getting it done right now. Uh, Naheem Hines, like, we need you to be the guy right now. And that's what happened. And, and, and he dominated, man. Um, another guy who came through having a big day, man, Michael Pittman Jr., one of the Colts draft picks, actually is playing well. Would you look at that? Um, seven <laughs> of eight, 101 yards to go along with, with 21 yards rushing on, on an end around, you know, which he did almost score on. Actually claim, came close to scoring a couple times in this game. Uh, he actually paced them in targets. Obviously, I love this guy, Greg. We love this guy. Uh, the matchup was great, uh, but you know he he looked good, big, fast, strong. He, he's long with a wide catch radius. Uh, fifteen and a half, uh, fifteen and a half half PPR points in this game. Played eighty one percent of the snaps, which led all skill players. Uh, got came through in my bold prediction, so I'm definitely gonna love him for that. But um, I think he's this guy's a contributor down the stretch, man. Listen to the schedule: gets Green Bay, Tennessee, Houston, Vegas. Houston ends with Pittsburgh. Only thing we're missing there is Atlanta, so we can get some Houston, Atlanta, Vegas action. But other than that, <laughs> this is great, man. I mean, these these matchups they're sandwiched between obviously the two questionable ones with, with Green Bay and Pittsburgh. But this is this is good stuff, man. Greg, what are you what are you thinking? Yeah, this is absolute great. I mean, if Rivers is throwing for three hundred yards, some complimentary receiver or actually the lead receiver other than T. Y. Hilton is going to step up. Uh, we've been waiting for it all year. Uh, I think. Uh, Michael Pittman will be the one. I I thought it would be Michael Pittman, but he got hurt earlier in the year. Then Paris Campbell stepped up. Then he got hurt. Uh, then you know it just came a flux. So he's healthy. Uh, hopefully he can stay healthy and, and be uh, the lead guy in, in in this receiving core. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I was MPJ all you know day one. Uh, I never really wavered, but injuries happened. He he wasn't able to stay healthy. Obviously had the compartment leg syndrome, which is very dangerous, but this is two straight games. He's led them in targets, uh, had seven targets last week, four for 56 against Baltimore. This week gets eight targets, goes seven for 101. Um, and with the schedule coming up, man, I mean, I think he's trending in a direction where he is the number one guy. Obviously, it was Ty's first game back, so I want to see, uh, you know, a larger sample size of that. But I don't see how they can't, you know, how they stop going to this guy now. Oh yeah, no, point. no, no. Uh, I think me and Michael Pittman, uh, right now, I, I would yeah, throw to him first. Uh, he'd be the first progression. And Ty's had the opportunity all year. And he hasn't really done anything with it. So, I would, yeah, I give Michael Pittman a chance. 
Yeah, man. Um, speaking of Rivers, came through with this stream. A worthy day, 29 of 38, 308 yards, one touchdown, no turnovers. Um, don't know there who started no him. Turnovers. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but in, in Derrick Henry, he was just fine. 19 carries, 103 yards. Did suffer from some touchdown variants. But we saw a ghost of the past, Deontay Foreman here, vulturing Derrick Henry for a touchdown pass. I didn't even know Deontay Foreman was still in the league. And this that's crazy. Um, and then John Smith vulturing him for a touchdown on the goal line. And I have to say this, man, because this is crazy. I I, I talked about how I traded for Derrick Henry right right before the playoff stretch. Um, my matchup in, in, in that league where I traded for Derrick Henry has Travis Kelsey. And here I am thinking, oh, I don't have to go against Travis Kelsey. And he's like, you know, starting Jonu Smith. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, Jonu Smith. Well, you know, Anthony Ferkshire. That's been a thing. To the point where I even thought about, hey, let me, you know, maybe I should pick up, you know, Anthony Ferkshire uh, and start him, you know, get this little touchdown variance, you know, uh, counteract, uh, you know, a little leverage play on Johnny Smith. Didn't go that far, though. Uh, but anyway, here we are, Johnny Smith vulturing Derrick Henry for a rushing touchdown on the day that I trade him, and my, my opponent is starting him because Travis Kelsey's on by. You're all welcome, of course. by the way. Literally the Johnny only Smith. thing he did, the only thing him or yeah, Ferkser did, like the uh, that touchdown save, <laughs> totally saved his day, too. It was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I uh, can't, can't believe it. Yeah, I have Derrick Henry in the league. He should have had the 19 for 103 and two touchdowns. That's that's the performance I have on it. That's really I would have just taken one. I honestly would have. I would have been okay <laughs> with just one, you know. Um, and then I think... Yeah, we were because we were recording that day, Greg, and we were on the phone, and I and I think what it was the it was the fourth quarter. There was like eight minutes left, and now the Titans were down by seventeen. And I was like, "Yep, oh, yeah, it was over." That's the last yeah, we saw of Derrick Henry. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh man, um, all right, man. Moving on to the next positive matchup. I mean, it's somewhat positive, a little sad, but Corey Davis, you know, five of sixty-seven had a good had the good day playing with the heavy heart. Uh, following the passing of his his older brother Titus Davis, who passed of of cancer at the age of twenty seven, um, so obviously he he goosed us last week. Uh, this week comes out goes five for sixty seven. Um, I've you know leading into AJ Brown getting shut down. I mean, is this a thing with the tight or with the Indianapolis Colts that we maybe uh, will have to keep note of? Because Xavier Rhodes was obviously you know he did his job on on. AJ Brown, but this second receiver, maybe we could, maybe we don't have to be as afraid as much. Or is is Corey Davis just really this good? Um, I mean, yeah, five, six, seven, decent day. Uh, <clears throat> especially for a, a PPR league, that's a nice day. Um, AJ Brown did drop a deep fifty-yard power touchdown or something like that. Uh, that could have made his day. Um, they play. I mean, they play each other again in like two weeks. So uh, I would still be starting A.J. Brown over Corey Davis if I had to choose. Yeah, yeah. But would you, I guess would this be make you more inclined? I mean, we'll talk about those matchups next when we get there, but would you be afraid to flex Corey Davis in a, in, a, in the upcoming matchup against Indianapolis? Um, Probably probably not, Um, yeah, depending on the other receivers in the week. But, yeah, he, he, uh, I was hoping that, yeah, he'd be just the safe flex production and then he had the, the zero. It just came at the worst possible time. But maybe, you know, it has some reason, to, some uh, possible reasons, his personal reasons to do with that. Yeah. I mean, or it could just be Ryan Tannehill completed 10 pass attempts. <laughs> um, oh, man. 
but yeah, we talked about AJ Brown. Actually, Greg, it dropped what would have been a seventy-two yard touchdown. Oh man, seventy-two yards That's on all the he third. Needed. Been all good. we needed. Third play, just that one seventy-two yard touchdown. And I wouldn't have had to get anything yeah. else from you, AJ. Yep, <laughs> yep. we've been fine. Um, this this occurred on the third play of the second drive. Instead, he finished with one catch for twenty yards, and that play occurred on the second play of the game. So we thought it was going to be a good day for AJB, man. Yeah, uh, f- from the onset, pretty much. But this is just the volatility of the wide re- wide receiver position, uh, especially on a day where he only sees four targets. Yeah, I mean, good defense. Uh, also, I mean, you would think the game script was for them towards the end, but uh, uh, yeah, they couldn't really get anything going. Uh, the special that's those two special teams plays just really killed the whole uh, momentum of the game for <laughs> the offenses. Like uh, it was really it came went from a competitive game to just a uh, you know a dominant uh, closeout game for the Colts. Yeah, um, I wasn't mad about those because that's the only way we were able to hit the over. Block punch definitely help help with the over, um, <laughs> but yeah, Ryan Tannehill didn't have a great day, but you know we weren't necessarily expecting him to. Um, obviously, talked about JT, um, but if you took the shot on Wilkins, he didn't come through for you either. Um, Ty Hilton, he was a meh four for forty. Uh, I think it was five targets. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody played Ty yesterday. But no, I don't think anybody's looking to play Ty. Rest of the season, no. Rest of the season, right? No. I mean, <laughs> we, yeah, was, we probably played Ty the first the three weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the the bust of the year. Not not because of injury though. I thought uh, it's actually the actual bust of the year. Yeah, no, <laughs> he just. Receiver. Hey, maybe it is still. We could still credit it to the injuries just haven't taken their toll on him. You know. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to the to the matchups. Is there any performances I'm missing out on? I mean, the Trey Burton and Mo Ali Cox. I mean, uh, nothing really came to fruition there with Trey nah. Burton. Tight ends. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. All right, man. So obviously, like we said yesterday, was part one. Uh, we covered Houston versus Cleveland, Philly versus the Giants, Tampa Bay versus Carolina, Jacksonville versus Green Bay, Washington versus Detroit, Buffalo versus Arizona, and Denver versus Vegas. So if you want to listen to those matchups, uh, you can go back into uh, episode 119 and listen to that. Uh, but today we cover part two. We'll cover six games uh, as well as, uh, as we always do, starts of the week and some get money. So um, starting with the first matchup, and the schedule makers, uh, they have given something good to us this week. They've given us six 1 p.m. games, and then or five 1 p.m. games, and then they've given us six uh, 4 p.m. games. Shout out to so, the Masters. You already know. That's probably why I had to do with that, you know, you know flip oh. for Masters Sunday, you know, Tiger and, and coming back, creeping. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> shout out to that. <laughs> oh, okay. That's probably what it is, um, you know. My guy, my guy David on Twitter uh, at Guru Fantasy World, he he was muting the Masters on Twitter. Um, <laughs> put a screenshot, said you guys did this to yourselves. Uh, unfortunately for me, Greg, I can't mute you because otherwise we wouldn't get this podcast done. So <laughs> you could, if you, when you edit it, you could just be like, "Oh, that part is just silent," and then oh, like, oh hey, welcome back. 
<laughs> yeah, but that doesn't help my brain not hearing it and having to process it. And now I have golf randomly in my head when that's like literally <laughs> never in my head. Um, so, yeah, but Tiger, shout out to him. Um, so, yeah, we get these four o'clock games. So be mindful of all these schedule changes. I mean, some teams are playing in weird spots, but um, the uh, Chargers, the three and five L.A. Chargers led by the Big Herb. Uh, he, yeah. I mean, we're, we've adopted him, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's 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 the uh, definitely a son of fantasy football diagnostics for sure. The first right, the man. first son, yo. Uh, <laughs> this is a proud, uh, you know, adoption here. Oh no, DJ Shark, DJ Shark's oh, a proud true, true, son. True. Yeah, that's uh, true. DJ Shark. Yeah, I yeah. actually earlier in the year dubbed Brandon Ayuk a, a proud son. He's I, I I dubbed him the next proud son, but I think Herbert man has definitely taken that mantle. He he's he is the. Uh, He's the chosen one like for twenty twenty. I feel like I need to receive son now. I, I, I'm go, I'll take T Higgins then. I'll, I'll take T Higgins. As <laughs> oh a, yeah, no, nah, you, 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 yeah, <laughs> you got T Higgins. You got T Higgins, bro, for sure. Um, definitely, man. I mean, yeah, that's a conversation we could have for a whole another day. A dynasty, a, a dynasty re, uh, review of of all the guys that we we went through this year. But uh, oh, absolutely, the the proud son of twenty twenty. Yes, sir. Big Herb, Justin yes, Herbert. Sir. The the 3-5 and five L.A. Chargers are traveling to Miami to take on the 5-3 and three Miami Dolphins. This is a 48.5-point total. The Dolphins are 2.5-point favorites here. In terms of the injuries, uh, Kyle Van Noy, a linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, he is actually added to the COVID reserve list. Uh, so it seems like he, he should miss this game. Um... And then Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, also for the Miami Dolphins. He is also going to be out as he is added to the COVID reserve list. So uh, that's two key cogs that will not be in the Miami Dolphins defense on Sunday. So potentially good news for uh, Herbert and the boys. Um, and then on Miami Dolphins side, or not Miami, yeah, well, sorry, staying on the Miami Dolphins side, Matt Breida. Uh, he was a limited participant dealing with the hamstring, so seems like he'll be entered into this running back mix for the Miami Dolphins. Um, but then on the Chargers side, uh, Joey Bosa, st- stud edge rusher for the Chargers. He, I think he was listed out actually because I, I know he was ori- originally questionable. Um, so don't he will not play in this game. And then Justin Jackson, the running back for the Chargers, he was a DMP. Uh, has been a DMP all week. Um, he is he is listed as out for this game against the Miami Dolphins. So in terms of the matchup here, um, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover, but I'm going to take the Dolphins to win. Um, two and a half point spread. I'm just seeing a, a classic Chargers one point loss here. Um, <laughs> Herbert, Allen, um, obviously those they're the must starts for me in this past game. This Miami, this Miami. Um, Pass defense is really good. Their corners are their corners are solid. Um, so I, I don't want to bet on I don't want to bet on too many other guys in this offense. Um, but obviously, uh, willing to bet on Herbert, willing to bet on Keenan Allen because of the pass volume. Uh, I, I've obviously expressed my frustration with Hunter Henry, but at this point, you're you're playing him. This matchup is good as well. So uh, roll him out there. He's continuing to see targets. Uh, he's continuing to be to be on the field, so you have to imagine a player as talented as Hunter Henry should turn it around at some point. Uh, Miami 
pretty good against the wide receiver position. So, uh, you know, Mike Williams is somebody I'm only looking for if I'm desperate, uh, looking for some boom. Uh, obviously, you, you know the upside there. Um, for Miami, Tua, man, start him up. Uh, your stream mm-hmm. of the week, Greg. Uh, Devontae Parker is expected to be the top target, especially with Preston Williams on IR. Uh, but I'm intrigued by what the absence of Williams means for Gusecki. Um, you know, we have talked about Isaiah Ford and what his absence or his trade could mean for Gusecki. So maybe we see that uptick in targets and production, but maybe it'll just be Adam Shaheen or Durham Smythe like it Back, has man. been. But uh, <laughs> both these backfields, they're a bit murky, man. And, and I don't. I really don't know because uh, obviously on the on the Chargers side, is it going to be Troy Main Pope? Is it going to be Kalen Balage? I'm convinced it's just anybody but Joshua Kelly. Um, and then in in for Miami, you know, you've got uh, obviously we thought it was going to be Matt Breida last week. Um, he's coming back. Salvin Ahmed, who uh, he he played well last year or last week. Uh, ahead of Jordan Howard, outproduced Jordan Howard. So we know it's not going to be Jordan Howard. So um, I'm expecting it. Maybe it's going to be Brita just because we know he's got the versatility in the pass game. Ahmed didn't see any pass targets last week. Uh, we know that that's something that the, the um, something that the Miami, the Miami Dolphins utilize in their offense. So if I had to pick one, it, it would be Brita. If I had to pick one for the Chargers, I would, I would probably lean Tremaine Pope. Um, Greg, where are you at with this one? Uh, yeah, for this game, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins to cover, and I'm taking the Miami Dolphins to win as well. Um, I'm pretty much with you on the, the analysis. You know, got on the Chargers side, side the Herb, of course, is going to be every week QB one, like we said in a couple like weeks ago. Uh, continue to play him. Uh, Keenan Allen got to start him up as his trusted receiver to get heavily targeted. Uh, yeah, I'm the running backs. I'm very iffy. I don't think I can go ahead and start. Either of them, I'm a owner. I'm a you know manager of Kelly and Jackson. I decided to just pivot to Zach Moss uh, as the running back to start. Um, you know, I'm just avoiding Not both a bad of these move guys. To make. Yeah, um, you know, I didn't want to go get Tremont Pope or get Keelan Balaj. Just make it more messy. I'm gonna just avoid that situation as a whole. Um, on the Dolphins side, I'm with you. Yeah, two ups stream of the week. Uh, I think you should have continue to develop and have a, a good game. Um, hopefully, you can you know, show some uh, the arm strength again. Continue to show that, uh, and maybe show some some stuff with his legs. And you know, Parker Gasecki, uh seems like you know Devonta Parker definitely the lead guy. Hopefully, Gasecki can continue to get some work. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm pretty much with you on on the analysis though. Uh, Hunter Henry or Mike Gasecki? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Hunter Henry. Yeah, I think you have to. Just the target yeah. volume alone, you kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he saw seven targets last week, and if, I mean, I don't know the last time Mike Kosecki saw seven targets. I think it might have been like week four, week week two, week I mean week three. So. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Moving on to this next matchup. Um. We've got the two five and one Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the eight and zero Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a forty six point total. The Steelers are six and a half point favorites. In terms of the injuries, uh, left tackle Jonah Williams he's questionable with a stinger. Uh, right tackle for Cincinnati Bobby Hart he's out with a knee. So left side and right side both banged up uh, for Jonah for for uh, Joe Burrow and then. Uh, Running back for Pittsburgh, Anthony McFarland dealing with an illness, but he so he's questionable. Greg, where are you at with this matchup? 
uh, with this matchup, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to cover. Uh, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to win. Um, as far as this game, um, on the Steelers side, Big Ben is in a good spot if he's able to go. I, did he was able was he able to test negative still? Is that the expectation that he's playing? Um, I've, ex- I know I've been expecting Big Ben to pay yeah. to play. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he does. Uh, yeah, if he, if he is like it's kind of like the Matthew Stafford situation next week, last week. Uh, he keeps testing negative, which he probably will, uh, and then he'll play. He should be in a good spot to finish as a, a low in QB one. I think Bengals secondary and just defense in general uh, still hasn't been that good. Um, has probably been better, a little better against the run, but no, not like um, good against the secondary in the secondary at all. Uh, James Conner, you're starting him up as an RB one. Um, these receivers. Again, it's it's always a mystery, but you know you're you know Deontay Johnson's gonna play. He's gonna get ten targets. Uh, Juju, um, you know Chase Claypool brings that boom. Uh, Juju brings you know a, a nice steady floor of late. So uh, I think all three all three of these guys are definitely in play. Um, and then on the uh, Bengals side, Joe Barrow. Uh, this is a very tough matchup for him. Uh, you mentioned those O line injuries too. That's not gonna help him at all. Uh, I think you know definitely got to temper your expectations. I don't think he totally kills you but uh, i think uh you know definitely a qb2 performance here um and but he I, you know he's still, he's still most drop back quarterback in the league so i think he the receivers could still be involved uh tyler board and t higgins are pretty much must starts uh, as uh, every week at this point um and mm-hmm. they could uh, you know be a t- attacked still down the field if they need to mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. joe mixon probably not gonna play again so jib bernard you're playing him i mean you know again another tough matchup for him but because of the the volume he can give you rb2 production yeah, I'm going to take the under here, taking Pittsburgh to cover, taking Pittsburgh to win the game. Uh, uh, in terms of, you know, how it plays out, Big Ben, he's in play as a, you know, as a streaming play. Uh, he's never really a streaming option, though, because Big Ben is like 80-something percent yeah, he's, rostered he's in definitely, leagues. He's, he's right. Which he's doesn't make sure. any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because, like, you know, he's, been, he's been killing you then if you're been playing, playing him in QB1 some weeks because – He's not like giving you high upside ever. Like no, he hasn't given you the big upside, nah, at all. <laughs> like he hasn't killed you, but uh, yeah, he's just no upside in him. Stop, stop blindly starting Big Ben, y'all. Yeah, so, like, like look please. at the numbers. <laughs> like look don't at look numbers. at <laughs> <laughs> look at people on the waiver wire pulling up numbers. Like uh, I don't know, Herb was basically on the waiver wire for you, and you just kept Big Ben in there, basically. Right? Like I would play. I mean, I don't know, man. Just. Don't blindly. I get their eight no, but don't blindly start them every week. He's got all these yeah. weapons. But he's not throwing the ball down the field. He's got the lowest eight out of his career. Like, stop blindly starting Big Ben, man. Yeah, and if facts. if he's not if you're not starting him, stop rostering two quarterbacks. Facts. <laughs> facts. <laughs> uh, Deontay Johnson, like you said, he'll lead the team in targets. You know, double digits in every every game that he's fully healthy. Uh, Crazy. That's not guaranteed. So obviously that's <laughs> that's the risk in playing him. But you're playing him. Uh, Juju has come on as of late, like you said. Uh, continue to roll him out there, and then Claypool is like the boomer bust. Uh, but Cincinnati can be beat deep. So with that, uh, Chase, you know, he does what he does, man. So yeah, wide receiver three with upside. Um, I think you know because I have a. You know, in the league of extraordinary people, I have both Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, and it's literally—it's not frustrating. It's just like I don't know. I don't like because every week I'm like, all right, Deontay Johnson, fifteen target, like you know, 10, 15 targets, right? But right. Claypool is that touchdown upside, and then it's like I—I I guess I'm just the way I just assume the way I see it is I'm just starting like Big Ben's passing production, 
And in this, in a game like this, this is where I want. This is what I want. But it's interesting. I think you know uh, Deontay provides obviously the safe floor. Claypool's got that upside, and then you know Juju's a little somewhere in between. Um, yeah. Yep. Just totally agree. Right in between. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm expecting James Conner uh, to bounce back here. The workload wasn't there, but the matchup is great here. So start him up uh, on the Cincy side. Uh, Geo. Higgins, Boyd, that's all I want to play. I mean, I'm, a, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really, cause I, and I maybe I, maybe I, I'm sticking this outcome is sticking in my mind because I was really into Burrow that week, uh, week five when Burrow and the Bengals took on uh, Baltimore. Uh, I was expecting Burrow to be somewhat playable. He finishes the QB twenty nine with five point three points. Uh, I'm expecting a similar output here. Maybe, maybe, maybe he doesn't score you five points, but uh, I'm expecting, especially with the offensive line injuries, that he could be harassed, uh, which is not necessarily a problem because uh, that means I win my bet. Oh yeah. Uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Moving on to the next matchup. Uh, anything else there? Um, oh, Ebron. Ebron. Eric. Oh, Ebron. yeah. Eric yes. Ebron. Always the matchup that, is that great. Definitely the Sunday morning tight end you always could add to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. He might He's might, He might. might be past Sunday, Sunday morning territory, man, because oh, yeah. it's getting desperate True. right here. <laughs> it is. Um. All right, man. Moving on to the next matchup. We got the 4-5 and five San Francisco 49ers uh, traveling to New Orleans to take on the uh, six and two New Orleans Saints. This is a forty-nine point total. The Saints are nine and a half point favorites. I feel like the Saints or the Niners are just like to see them at four and five. It's like they're just like treading water, you know. Um, yeah, they like, just just don't want to die. But anyway, uh, injury concerns. Uh, obviously, the Niners they're banged up. Uh, wide receiver Debo Samuel he was he is out with a hamstring injury. Tevin Coleman he's out with a knee injury. Uh, cornerback Kawan Williams. He is out with the high ankle sprain. Uh, and then for the Saints, uh, only injury they really have, uh, running back Dwayne Washington, he's questionable with a back. Uh, in terms of how it plays out, again, this game is you know this game is weird to me. Uh, I thought the Niners would cover last week when they played the, the Packers. Um, you know, a lot of they had to go through a lot of stuff that week. This time, that you know they're they're getting ten days to prepare for this one. So I'm actually going to take the Niners to cover this game, taking the over, taking the Saints to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know this 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 New Orleans secondary can be attacked. Uh, Brandon Ayuk should be fine in this matchup simply because he is, he is not Mike Evans, uh, and so uh, you know Kyle Shanahan expect him to to get him involved. Uh, a lot of screen plays down the field. Uh, yeah, Ayuk, man, start him up. Uh, McKinnon, uh, he's expected to get the bulk of the work according to beat reporters, which suddenly gives us less confidence in playing him. But um, if you have to play someone from this backfield, it would be him for New Orleans, Kamara, Breeze, Michael Thomas. Uh, obviously, that's a great place to start. I mean, Drew Breeze in a great spot here as well against the 49ers. Um, so he's he's got a great matchup here. So I would expect to start him up, and maybe man, we get this Michael Thomas game finally. Uh, the the what you were spending uh, a top a first round pick on uh, the first receiver drafting him over Devonte Adams uh, in most leagues if you were, but uh, if you uh, if you you know finally maybe he'll he he comes back on that draft capital and hey man we got a little Emmanuel Sanders revenge game narrative going man obviously got traded from the Broncos to the Niners midseason last year played in the Super Bowl with these guys uh so uh 
I think he's a safe wide receiver three. I like the matchup for Breeze, so you got to expect some of these auxiliary pieces to get involved. And so with that, Traquan Smith, uh, potentially a dart throw here. Uh, and then Jared Cook, man, I remember last year, two catches, two touchdowns against the, the Niners before getting knocked out with a concussion. So um, you obviously stayed at the tight end position. You're playing this guy. Yeah, I like that. I'm going with the under. I'm taking the 49ers to cover, but I'm also taking the Saints to win. Um, on the Niners side, uh, definitely agree. Ayuk is in play. Uh, they, you know, getting a couple of these guys back. Um, the backfield between Hasey and McKinnon will probably be <clears throat> kind of how it played out last week. But again, how we say every week, Kyle Shanahan is one of the most unpredictable quarterbacks. I mean, coaches in the league as far as this, this running back situation. Uh, but you're expecting McKinnon to give you RB2 value. Um, Hasey, if you know, we expect what the production last week, he, he basically is not startable at this point. Um, and no, no tight ends really on the other side. Uh, you know, the Saints, Drew Brees is in a great spot. I think this is this is the Michael Thomas week. I, I you know I think he definitely hits on this week for sure. Um, I know people are crying probably if they took Michael Thomas over Devontae Adams like almost thirty points every week in full point PPR to like not even playing. Uh, so um, definitely got to start Michael Thomas, start Drew Brees, starting Mark, uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, yeah, and Jared Cook again. He's one of the better tight ends. I mean that can get targets and get touchdown production. So you're definitely starting him up. Yeah, man, he's a tight end in a good offense. Uh, he's seeing targets. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> you play him. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's the analysis for tight ends is pretty simple this year. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, all right, uh, let's move on to this next matchup. We've got the 6-2 and two Seattle Seahawks traveling to L.A. to take on the 5-3 f- uh, and three L.A. Rams. I had to triple check, double check, quadruple check this line a million times, but this is a 56 point total, and the Rams are two point favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in terms of injuries, edge rusher Leonard Floyd, uh, he's questionable with a knee. Running back Daryl Henderson, though, for the Rams, he was completely removed from the injury report with that thigh injury. As we know, that means absolutely nothing because Sean McVay uh, learns from his buddy Kyle Shanahan. On how to lie about yep. his running backs. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Shaq Griffin. Thing, for, uh, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's an NFC West thing, man, because Pete yep. Carroll, he's a, he's a liar, too. Oh, yep, just yep. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yo, you're right. <laughs> you're oh, right. and Cliff, man. Cliff lied to us last year, told us David Johnson was healthy. Yo, he's going to be fine. NFC West. <laughs> Yo, Pete Carroll would tell you he's playing when he's not even active. Like, oh, man, he's good to go. <laughs> oh, he looked great. It's like Pete, he, he just rode the bike all day. Where? <laughs> <laughs> crazy yo <laughs> uh, um but anyway seattle corners shaq griffin he's out with the hamstring uh quentin dunbar he's out with the knee you know what that oh, means oh man <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> running, running back chris carson he's questionable with that foot he's been running all week though so who knows maybe he'll be able to play football because uh, he's been running so right maybe right <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carlos Hyde, he is questionable with that hamstring. Um, st- him still not running, so I don't, I don't know how he's playing any football today or on Sunday. But Greg, where are you at with this matchup, man? Uh, yeah, well, this game is definitely a very interesting game. Uh, I'm going with the over, taking the Seattle Seahawks to cover, 
and I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks to win. Um, on the Seattle side, you know, Russell Wilson, of course, uh, DK, uh, Tyler Lockett should have great games. Uh, hopefully both of them in the same week have great games. Uh, and as far as the tight ends, that's kind of a mystery. I mean, um, between Hollister, Olsen, Disley, um, I think it's really a toss-up at this point. I mean, Hollister and Olsen could get opportunities. Probably how would how would rank them over over Disley. Uh, as far as the running backs, Chris Carson, uh, I'm expecting him not to play. So if he doesn't go again, uh, DJ Dallas has you know just been uh, one touchdown, pretty much touchdown dependent running back uh, the, the in, in relief. But I'll, I'll take it uh, as in a lower in RB two. Um, on the Rams side, they, they sh- these guys should all eat. Jared Goff is going to have you know probably one of the best performances of the year this this in this week. Uh, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Josh Reynolds start them all up. Uh, Josh Reynolds is definitely getting uh, some high upside opportunities of late, uh, getting over eight targets in the last two, um, scoring a touchdown. Um, so yeah, I think he's in a great spot here, uh, Josh Reynolds for sure. If you need a receiver to go get, because uh, he's definitely out there. Um, yeah, and this, this should be a really good game. Uh, I think. All these, uh, it's definitely a shootout in the making. Yeah, man. I actually, I took the under here. I took Seattle to cover Seattle to win. I do still think there's a lot of points here. I just uh, am taking the under. It's like mm-hmm. we're getting baited a little bit with this 56-point line. But uh, Jared Goff, uh, and, and obviously this offense is in a great spot. Woods, Cup, they're in great spots. Also, like you said, Josh Reynolds, I think he's in play. Uh, like you said, he's seeing eight plus targets in each of the last two games. Uh, so in a matchup like this, with we already talked about the injuries, Seattle's dealing with that corner, and those guys weren't even playing. Where those wide receivers good, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's got to be crazy on Sunday, man. But um, you know, Daryl Henderson seems to be healthy, so I'm starting him. But you know, yep, yep. again, weary of Kyle, Sean McVay's shenanigans. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Kyle oh, Shanahan oh, yeah. has shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, my gay shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> the wordplay, yes, yes. Oh man. Okay, so anyway, uh, Acres looked good last week in week nine. Uh, week nine, or not week nine, week eight. Uh, had nine carries for sixty-one yards. I uh, wouldn't be some completely surprised if we started seeing him more involved, a little bit more involved, especially coming out the bye week. Again, I I'm nervous, but Daryl Henderson, I'm starting him. Um, yeah, Cam Akers same. not even gonna go there. Just observing, I'm stashing him as a bench stash. But he's, if he was dropped, I would, I would pick him up ahead of this game. Uh, if you have an extra bench spot or something, um, and, and see see what happens. But uh, anyway, on the um, oh yeah, I'm staying away from the tight ends. By the way, I, I've I've made it clear from I've never been excited about these tight ends, uh, Higby especially, um, and and now. I can't even recommend confidently which one you should play. Uh, this is a tight end group I'm comfortable. I'm completely okay with staying away from. Yeah, um, yeah. This receiver should dominate this one <laughs> anyway. And this is obviously the game Gerald Everett scores. Uh, goes off for 100 yards and a touchdown. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think he did that last year in this game. <laughs> oh man! On Thursday night, remember he went oh, off yeah, on. I th- do remember that. Yep, I do remember that. Um, but anyway, on the Seahawks side, uh, Russell Wilson, obviously he's, he's, you know, the Rams are okay. Let's just put it this way. The Rams are really good defensively. Um, they're good against the quarterback. They're good against the running back. They're good against the receivers. They're good against tight ends. Uh, but when you're, when it's Russell Wilson, it does not matter. Yeah, so it, do, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm going, going to play matter. Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, 
Jalen Ramsey came out and said he was not going to shadow DK Metcalf, which I thought as a as a surprise that like I would expect Jalen Ramsey to to spend all afternoon with DK Metcalf. Uh, but you know, as someone had alluded to on Twitter, it's probably better for his reputation if he doesn't. Um, oh man! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> That would be a very juicy matchup for the season. I mean, DK's been killing number one corners, like dominant number one corners all year. Um, but, you know, like, so. I wouldn't want to see that matchup. I want to see I know. It. I want to see that matchup. Yeah, but, I mean, Talalaka is also just as dangerous, so I guess he's got to give some attention to him. I guess but he can give on. that to Marcus Peters, though, too. Right? Like, I mean, yo, I mean, look, man. If Jalen Ramsey is the guy getting $20 million <laughs> a year at corner, you should be able to go one-on-one. And, look, maybe I'm a little biased. I'm a Jets fan. Watch Jarrell Revis do it all the time. But, man, you should go one-on-one with, with the best. Yeah. The best yeah, of the best. You should. You should. Right? I mean, you're physically built as, you know, with, you know Just close like to him. DK. Yeah. Close yeah, to go, DK. Yeah, close. Yeah, co- close, close. Yeah. As close go to match up a- with him. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, come on, man. I saw Revis 5'11 five, five line up with, with Calvin Johnson and shut him down, man. Come on, bro. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. I need to see Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf. Anyway, yeah. I digress. DK Metcalf, you're playing him. Tyler Lockett, uh, he's been frustrating, man. I'm Like, if I sat here, obviously, I know that. I was like, oh, Tyler Lockett, he's going to finish as a wide receiver 12. But it's like Amari Cooper syndrome, man. How he's doing it, I'm not really <laughs> in love with it. But it's like Amari Cooper on steroids, right? Because, uh, right. Uh, like, you know, we've got this. Obviously, Amari Cooper has had three touchdown game explosions. But Ru- Russell Wilson is literally in, like, in the stratosphere right now. And I want to be there, too. So <laughs> I want to start Tyler Lockett. Like, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can Tyler Lockett. Got, didn't he get almost close to the 20 targets in one game? Like, this, yeah. this his boom games are, like, unheard of sometimes so definitely his boom is on amar cooper on steroids yeah i mean the thing is is like his floor games they suck right but in in actuality like the option that you could have gone to you know like tyler lockett scoring six points is 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 yeah that sucks but it's like was the option on your bench that scored eight that much better yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't start somebody to start. To like, <laughs> yeah, versus when he has his boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a forty-point explosion. Like that's why you're starting Tyler Lockett on a weekly basis. Yeah. Yep. So continue to roll him out there. I will, but I, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm with you, Greg. It's maddening. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so continue to roll him out there, and then Jacob Hollister, man. I mean, he was my stream of the week. Uh, ran he he. Played a season-high 48% of the snaps, which led all Seattle tight ends. Uh, he also uh, ran a route on 34.8% of team dropbacks. That was only second to Greg Olson. And he had a season-high seven targets, which also led all Seattle tight ends. So I think this thing is trending in his direction. Um, he would be the guy if I had to pick one from this from here. If I had to pick a guy up, if I'm you know a Sunday morning tight end, Eric Ebron was 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 picked up. I would go to Hollister. Um, so that's that's where I'm at. Um, yeah. Oh, running backs. No, for Seattle. Yeah, Carson probably not going to play. So um, DJ Dallas. Yep, DJ Dallas. All right, man. Moving on to. The, <laughs> yeah, hoping he scores a touchdown. As I've obviously been getting some PPR work too. So um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's useful. Um, and then so the next matchup, man. Uh, it's last. Yo, I remember this time last year. I was so excited for this game. 
and yeah, this I time like, this year. Uh, I thought thought you had went to this game for some reason, but it was the Jets Ravens game. Yeah. No, oh yeah. No Jets Ravens. Uh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I was. I was. I was. A, I was pretty much that much of a Ravens fan that it would have been out of the realm of possibility that I would have went to this game. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the six and two Baltimore Ravens. It does not feel like they're six and two. It feels like the sky has fallen in Baltimore. Um, but the six and two Baltimore Ravens uh, traveling to New England to take on the three and five New England Patriots. This is a forty-four point total. The uh, Ravens are seven-point favorites here on the road. Uh, let that sink in. Marlon Humphrey, <laughs> he is in activated off the covid reserve list the covid 19 list so he will be playing in this game that's obviously a huge boost uh for baltimore ravens unfortunately league rules require that they uh mandate that they cannot have all three of their stud corners active and available and healthy at the same time jimmy smith is doubtful with an ankle so um that's really a shame, man, because I really feel like they like him, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith have not, like they've not been able to string a game together. Crazy, yeah. It reminds me of like the Clippers, man. They're the Clippers of the, the football, like they all these talented players. They just need one couple games together to get that chemistry. It's gonna uh, you need it for playoff time. I thought you were gonna go with the Giants. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, 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 they're not that talented. That's not. Uh, like, I mean, I know. Quick. Yeah, I mean, at the time it was it was like Odell. You know Saquon, Sterling Shepard. Oh, 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 yeah, no, no, no. It's just no. Let's no, stick we'll to the NBA. That. No, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can get Odell right. back, maybe. I'll take him back. Yeah, right. You can take Odell back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also on the Baltimore side, though, Mark Ingram. He. I mean, I'm glad he's healthy, but. Darn it, Mark. Why couldn't you just stay out, man? I know. Full participant in practice. <laughs> <laughs> Questionable with the ankle. Uh, so it seems like he might be trending in the right direction to be able to play in this game. And then, but Calais Campbell, he is out with the calf. This, uh, you know, veteran defensive defensive lineman who's a you know a dominant run stuffer in his own right, uh, just player in his own right actually. But uh, Nikhil Harry for New England, he is questionable with the concussion. Seems like he's going to be returning. Don't think anybody really cares. Uh, nope. Damian Harris, <laughs> <laughs> chest and an ankle. Uh, he's questionable. Seems like he's trending in a direction in which he'll be able to play. And then Stephon Gilmore with that knee, he's questionable. Again, seeming like he's trending in the direction of being able to play. Uh, for me in this game, I am taking the over. I'm taking Baltimore to cover. I'm taking Baltimore to win. Uh, Lamar, Mark Andrews, I, like those guys in this. There, obviously Lamar, he has been disappointing. Um, but Greg. I don't know if many people know this because uh, Lamar uh, has been very disappointing, but do you know that Lamar is third in the NFL in fantasy points per dropback? Total oh, fantasy wow. points per dropback. He's third behind Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. Huh, interesting. I mean, the, the, the attempt, the number of dropbacks, though, is probably super, the, uh, significantly lower than those people, though. Which is maybe why the average could be a little higher for him. Yeah, no, def- that's definitely some some great some great uh, deductive reasoning right there, Greg. Uh, some some investigative work, but yeah, uh, if I see so yeah Lamar being third in fantasy points per drop back, that is just when I saw it, it was it was shocking. Uh, I consider I mean, him. Well, yeah, maybe they could drop back a little more. I mean, the secondary is very attackable now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely very attackable. So uh, Lamar, I have full confidence in him this week. Um, Mark Andrews, 
yeah, it's the state of the tight end position. You're going to play him. But if, I, if I'm if i confident in Lamar, I'm confident in Mark Andrews. And so, therefore, I really, really want to be confident in Hollywood this week. Uh, you know, like I said, I think Lamar plays well. Uh, so it would make sense, especially seeing the Pats get beat deep by Paraben a few times last week, um, even on plays that didn't result in touchdowns. But he's a wide receiver three or four this week and, and, and going forward until he shows us something. Um, but for New England, Cam Newton, Jacoby Myers, that's really all I'm interested in. I mean, Cam Newton, not really. Uh, but I'm willing, actually, to, to flex Jacoby Myers. I know it seems like we shouldn't be playing him going up against Baltimore. But we've seen this a few times with Baltimore where we're afraid to play a wide receiver against them. But the ones that go in there and they see 30% of the team targets, um, they've come through for you. Uh, you know, just based off sheer volume that they receive in these games, they, they've come through for you. So, um and we even saw saw to an extent last week with Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, but in regards to the running backs for for uh, for Baltimore, uh, Dobbins still intrigues me. Um, he's only this you know he's the, he's the only skill set that isn't redundant in my opinion between you know these three backs. But we've also seen uh, running backs this season not bounce back right away from the high ankle sprain. So uh, Mark Ingram, he's over thirty. So, you know, I'm, Greg, I'm starting to buy into what you said earlier in the week. I hope uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe we, we see Ingram get phased out a little bit, man. Uh, Damian Harris, if he's healthy, he can be played. If not, then Burkhead can be played. But like I said, Cam Newton, Jacoby Myers, uh, that's really all that I would play if I had to. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Pats to cover, but I'm taking the Ravens to win. Um on the Ravens side, definitely Lamar. Uh, you're still starting him up uh, as a as a QB one. I think he definitely you know carries his team in this performance um, and, and leads them to victory. Uh, if Gilmar is able to play, that that would be nice for them uh, down the field coverage. But uh, they're still attackable in the secondary. J.C. Jackson seems to give up a deep pass, but gets an interception at every every game. Um, uh, as far as the running backs, yeah, Mark Ingram. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that th- that theory is right that they do phase him out. They use the J.K. And Gus, they've been healthy of late. They've been running well. It's not like they haven't been productive uh, with the three-headed monster with those two and Lamar for the rushing attack. Uh, And they all, you know, continue to to thrive. Uh, So J.K. and and Gus could be RB2s for you. Uh, Mark Andrews, you're, again, hoping for that tight end one, elite tight end one week uh, that you you know, will see. Um, Maybe I should just make him start of the week so then they can come and do it again uh, pretty much. Um, On the Pat side, uh, yeah, it's Cam. It's Cam every week. Uh, Cam should, should, you know, still be able to produce, I think, against this Ravens defense. Um, it comes down to if he's going to get those those goal line touchdowns uh, or if he's going to get vultured from a guy like Rex Burkhead or, uh, you know, Damian Harris, um, if he's able to play. Uh, he, was, he was running well last week. He got injured in that second half. Um, also, Burkhead was playing well, too. So both of these guys, I think, can give you some flex value if, if uh, they're in. Um, and other than that, yeah, Jacoby Myers is the only receiver downfield that can make plays. Yeah, man. Um, interested to see how Isaiah Ford is inter- integrated into this into this game plan of this 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 offensive attack. So, um, also very like this is like literally uh, not even going to be any fantasy analysis. It's just curious. Uh, I had to see the football matchup here because last week uh, they talked about it on the broadcast how the pa- the Patriots came out running like a, a traditional two back offense. Uh, and how the Jets probably spent all week preparing for 
um, you know, Cam <laughs> the Newton. The Jets love stopping the run, yo. <laughs> they, oh, yeah, they love stopping the run, but they probably spent all week preparing for Cam Newton in that read option offense, uh, mm. and they never, the Patriots never ran it. Yeah, the <laughs> you, they were they were mentioning it throughout the game, and like prior to the fourth quarter, like you didn't see one direct snap to Cam uh, at all, or like you know until like they got into the red zone one time to get like a, a QB sneak, but Cam wasn't doing um, design runs like at all. Yeah, so I'm curious to see which game plan they go with this week, uh, and and what and what kind of success that leads them to have against this Baltimore defense. So just curious to see the chess match play out. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting, especially because the Ravens' defense goes against Lamar every week, probably, so they know. <laughs> yeah, what right. It would be like, yeah, <laughs> and they've got RG three, who's has you know a ton of experience running that offense that he could run right. the scout team. Like, yeah, you know they've got Trace McSorley. They the, Baltimore has done a good job where like, you know, if Lamar goes down, they have drafted quarterbacks. Like you know, they they have quarterbacks in the building that have this, a similar skill set that they can continue to run their offense. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh. Moving on to the last matchup. Oh, by the way, I failed to mention that that game Sunday night was Sunday night football. I was not that excited about it, as you could tell. But uh, Baltimore Ravens doing on Patriots. Monday Night Football, I still stand by it. Uh, this game last year is the game that broke the New England Patriots. <laughs> Ooh, that, that documentary 10 years from now, that's going <laughs> to be the game, you know, the, the game that ended the, <laughs> the turning point era. Yep, <laughs> the last dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man, moving on to the last matchup, Monday Night Football. It is the 3-5 and five Minnesota Vikings traveling to Chicago to take on the 5-3 and three Chicago Bears. This is a 44-point total. The... Minnesota Vikings are two and a half point favorites uh, in terms of the injuries uh, for the Chicago uh, Allen Robinson. He was limited with the knee. David Montgomery, uh, he was DMP on Friday with the concussion. So, you know, expect him to be out. Mitch Trubisky, uh, he was doubtful with the shoulder. I only bring him up because, uh, you know, Nick Foles can play with no fear. So um, Minnesota. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. tight end. Uh, he's questionable with the groin, so something to watch there. Uh, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, with this game, uh, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Bears to cover, uh, and I'm taking the Bears to win. Uh, I just think this this Bears defense is, is too good and will make plays enough to, to get it done. Um, on the Bears side, though, you know, Nick Foles, uh, you're not really starting him. You're not really, you know, we're really starting him all year. Maybe that you can't really predict those games where he's going to throw for almost 50 times and and get it done um but this is a, a vulnerable secondary for sure so I, I do like the receivers i do like alan robinson a lot uh I, you know the complimentary guys donna mooney and anthony miller one of these guys should shine in this one um if i had to bank on one it'd probably be mooney um also for the the running back situation is kind of messy if david montgomery is not going to be able to go um but if he is you're you're playing him uh, if not, uh, I'm kind of avoiding that situation uh, as a whole. Uh, and mm. as far as the um, you know, Vikings side, Kirk Cousins, he's in a tough spot as well. Dalvin Cook, of course, you're always playing him as a, a matchup-proof RB1. Uh, mm. And, yeah, uh, the receivers, it's going to be tough for them. Kyle Fuller seems to be locking down a lot of people lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, I would temper their expectations a little bit. You're not benching them, but uh, I think – Dalen's more of a wide receiver, too, this week, and Jefferson as a a strong flex. 
Yeah, I'm going to take the under here, Chicago to cover. Minnesota to win. I feel like I'm the only person on earth that feels like Minnesota is going to win this game. I have no idea why. Uh, maybe it's because Minnesota, uh, Kirk Cousins and his last you, nine you starts. Got, you got to trust Kirk. That's basically <laughs> you trust in Kirk. <laughs> well, in his last nine starts on Monday Night Football, he is 0-9. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> no, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm the only person that feels like <laughs> Minnesota is going to win this game because, you know, Kirk always looks bad compared to the other quarterback on the other side. But Nick Foles, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, I think Foles is a desperation stream, like, like real desperate. Uh, I mean, he's 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 volume. He's he's not efficient. He's right. not been efficient. Uh, he's just, you know, pure volume, and then you need him to be, you need his weapons to basically come through for you, like Allen Robinson to catch a touchdown, Jimmy Graham to catch a touchdown, whatever. But anyway, uh, love Allen Robinson. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, love Allen Robinson. I mean, do we even have to name tight ends? We just have to name which tight ends we're not playing, right? (laughs) I think (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, name the ones that you're not going to play. Other than that, yeah, you're you're playing whoever is on that team. (laughs) Jimmy Graham has been very solid this year. Been great, actually. Yeah, he's been great. He's been great. So continue to like. I mean, he's like. There's like only three or four tight ends I'd rather roster over Jimmy Graham right now. Yeah. So. Yep. Um. You know, I love you know I love Allen Robinson. Like I said, Cordell Patterson, Ryan Nall will most likely form a committee with with David Montgomery expected to be out. Um, I would prefer Patterson in PPR formats, uh, Nall in, in standard maybe, but I'm willing to just avoid this altogether. Like you said, Greg. Uh, Dalvin Cook has been unstoppable, and the matchup is tough. But who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, who cares? Who, who cares? cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, at wa- at wide receiver, uh, both Thielen and Jefferson, they're in tough spots. Uh, I think I would lean. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not not leaning anybody really. I mean, Jefferson, uh, he leads the team in target share over the last three games, 28 to 24 percent. But Thielen expected to maybe see Kyle Fuller for much of the day, but who knows? I mean. Green Bay put Jair Alexander on Jefferson. So does Chicago do something similar? I have no idea. But either way, like, like you said, uh, both these guys, uh, you know, wide receiver twos, I think Jefferson probably brings the more upside, dealing with the safer floor. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't know. I, like, I have a tough time wanting to start Jefferson. I mean, I want to start him because I know what the upside is. Uh, I think I'm just kind of just going to take it down to – uh, you know, the four o'clock games and see what I do because I have Jefferson and like Deontay Johnson. And then if I like Ooh. need like 30 points, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to start, you know, Justin Jefferson. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm going I'm to take it down to the wire. But uh, on the surface, I, I, in that matchup, I, I'm starting Deontay Johnson. But if I'm, if I'm you know, chasing points, uh, a lot of people are expecting Minnesota to lose. But me not being one of them, but I, if, you know, obviously, I feel like they need bad, like, they need Dalvin Cook to not be so good, and they need some bad game script for these wide receivers to be productive. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that that's uh, probably this game, you know, the Bears, I mean, uh, majority of people think the Bears are going to be up, uh, this, I just, this defense is just too good, man, it's scary know, for, for Kirk Cousins, not like, then this is this year Kirk Cousins, not last year Kirk Cousins, so, Yeah, know. Kirk Cousins is not playing well, man, I don't know, uh, but anyway, the tight ends, they're, they're in great spots. Uh, Kyle Rudolph actually saw more targets while Irv Smith got the red zone work. So it looks, seems like they flipped rows a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm always going to inherently lean Irv Smith there. But 
maybe it's just age bias on my part. <laughs> um, anything else in this matchup, Greg? I mean, there's not really not really much outside the the big names. Uh, no, it seems like the Bears are on Monday night a lot though, or in prime time more than in prime time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe they just want to show us how bad they are. <laughs> maybe yeah, like maybe Mitch is not that bad. Right, maybe Mitch is not that bad, guys. <laughs> or maybe Nick Foles is not that good, y'all. Yeah, or this defense is just that good that it's made this yes. team relevant for the last yes. three, four years. <laughs> this defense is carrying this team right now. All right, man. Let's get to the starts of the week, man. And Ooh. I'm ready to hit, man. I, I feel like I haven't really been hitting like I want to hit, man. So we got to make it you. a great week this week. So, Greg, man. Quarterback start of the week, brother. What do we got? Uh, came down to the wire, but I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Jared Goff. I'm gonna go with Jared Goff versus Seattle. I think I'm riding the Seattle wave. Uh, quarterbacks against them. I did take Josh Allen last week. He finished QB two. I think Jared Goff gives you a, definitely a top ten performance uh, in a possible shootout, a potential shootout in this one. Uh, and you know, hits all these receivers. And you know, we talk about the cornerbacks for Seattle being hurt. That's even more of a reason why I give Jared Goff that start of the week edge. Start him up. Let's go. Oh, I love this one, man. All right. My quarterback start of the week. This is a little confidence boost, man. Talked about him a little bit earlier, but that's going to be Lamar Jackson going up against New England. Uh, and again, usually I come in here with some data point or something and tell you why you should start someone. But this this isn't one of those times. Uh, did you did you all see Joe Flacco, the New York Jets and what they did to the New England defense? <laughs> I did. We, yeah. <laughs> okay. We talked about Lamar bouncing back and this and the schedule and and that starts with this week, man, going up against New England. And you know what? You want a data point, fine. New England, they allow the six most total fantasy points per drop back to the quarterback position. Lamar, like I said earlier, third in the league in total fantasy points per drop back. Those two yield the top three matchup combination. This ain't the New England defense it used to be. So a nice little get right spot for Lamar, man. Big trust. Let's go. Let's go. Big trust. Greg Running back start of the week, man. What do we got, bro? Oh, man. You know, he got the positive news about his injury towards the end of the week. I'm going AG Antonio Gibson versus Ooh. Detroit. Uh, yeah, Detroit. Um, talk about one of the worst teams, if not the worst team against the run in fantasy football. AG definitely getting a lot of play, uh, you know, targets towards him and play. JD McKissick is always also playing well. But in this high over under, I'm going with the fact that AG is going to, you know, dominate and get you a touchdown and he's going to give you an RB1 performance. So start AG up. Oh, I love that, man. Love the AG uh, love. Uh, I'm a wink. I'm a wink at JD McKissick, though. I like I like his spot, oh, yeah. too. Like oh, you yeah. said, he's in a good spot. But um, you talked about running backs coming back from injuries. I'm also going with a running back coming back from injury. Ooh. That's right. Nick Chubb. But you know what? I'm going with both Browns running backs, man. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Reason I being like that Chubb hasn't been activated yet, but I'm expecting him to be. Uh, you know, obviously, if he's not activated, Kareem Hunt, great spot. But um, Chubb, I'm expecting him to be activated. And it's just in time for a cake matchup against Houston, who is just a terrible all-around defense, man. But you include the win. That could be an issue in this game. I think we see Chubb performing at the RB1 level. We expect him to. And with that, don't be worried about Hunt producing either. With, with If Chubb is active, you start Hunt with confidence, uh, especially in this game where he could be used in the short pass game, especially now that Chubb is back. And we can you know see Hunt involved as a receiver in the absence of OBJ. So Browns, Browns running back, start them up. Please, yeah. Anytime a running back one or someone in, in fantasy is coming back, yo, it's 
we've sacked him with very much open arms. Like, good to see you back, Chubb. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, group hug, man. Let's do this. Yeah, facts, facts. All facts are coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Greg, wide receiver start of the week, man. What do we got? Yeah, this is definitely, I think, a confidence one. I was close to choosing Drew Brees as my QB start of the week, but I'm going to go with Michael Thomas as my Ooh, wide like receiver this. start of the week. I like this. Going against San Fran. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely for confidence for the fantasy managers out there that have been suffering all year with injury and just not being there for you. The guy you took over all these running backs, all Devontae Adams included and receivers. Uh, yeah, Michael Thomas has been killing. Well, San Fran has been getting killed by number one receivers of late, including last week, Devontae Adams. So, Start Michael Thomas up with confidence. Ooh, I love this one, man. Love it, man. Love it. Yeah, yeah My yeah. wide receiver start of the week. Um, I would be crazy not to have a start of the week from the, the from the Seattle uh, from the Seattle uh, Rams game. So I'm going Cooper Cup. Guess guess to go up against Seattle. Uh, you know, you you're going with uh, Jared Goff, which you know I was I was afraid that because none of us really pumped up Jared Goff earlier the week. You know, we didn't stream him, but you went full start of the week. So. Um, I'm going to get on this action, though, through yeah, Cooper yeah, Cup. Got to. <laughs> got to. Got to. Uh, gets to go up against Seattle, who we know we gets, gets demolished by wide receivers. Uh, they get demolished by receivers all over, uh, and you wouldn't notice, but they also get, particularly in the slot, they get demolished by the wide receiver position. Uh, Cooper Cup, uh, he's going to continue to dog, man. Uh, start him up. Greg, tight end start of the week, man. What do we got? Uh, man, I think this is a popular one. Uh, you know, Austin Hooper, I got to go with him. Uh, versus Houston, yeah, uh, the one um, this a guy that's getting a high target share before he was uh, before he got injured, uh, like pretty high for his monks tight ends. You know Baker's going to continue to throw it to him, uh, especially without Odell uh, Jarvis hitting Jarvis and Austin Hooper in the middle of the field. Houston's not good against tight ends at all. Um, yeah, we've been desperately waiting for Austin Hooper to come back to save. Hopefully this tight end land, so hopefully he can uh, come through and start him up. Yeah, man, I definitely like that one. He's somebody we've been missing. Uh, we've been sorely missing. So yep, uh, like that one a lot. Almost went him, but had to go with his uh, AFC North buddy, Eric Ebron. Uh, okay. Last week was my stream. This week he will be my start of the week. Go- going up against Cincinnati. Uh, over the last five weeks, Cincinnati is allowing the most fantasy points to the tight end position. Uh, Ebron, he's come on as of late. Over the last three weeks, has seen a 16% target share. Uh, in a great matchup, I expect him to come through with a tight end one day because really not hard to do these days. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Never been that hard at all. Nah, man. All right, man. Now that the money time is done, now it's time to play some get money, Ooh, Greg. Ching, ching, yes, sir. Get money, money, take money, money, yeah. I'll be counting 5, 10, 20, honey, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, all right, Greg. I don't even know who had the first pick, man. Um, but this is very important because whoever has the first pick will uh, will most likely select Dalvin Cook. So, uh, who has the first pick? <laughs> uh, I oh no, we can't select know. Dalvin Cook because yeah, no, he's not on the main slate. You already know. I'm like, I don't have Dalvin <laughs> Cook in my lineup because uh, he can't. He's not possible. So <laughs> yeah, it's not possible. He's out of the main um, slate. So there we go. Oh, you, you, we talked about the evens and odds. We said this, too. It was going to oh, work out. Oh, we did out. say we, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, it's my fault because I went away. I went away last week. Um, so, actually. Definitely so even week. Week 10. It's, um, it's week 10. Who has evens? Do we remember um, this? I mean, uh, uh, it's probably you because you would have gave me the first yeah. pick for the. But and, technically, and it would have been an odd week because week nine, I was Oh, here. technically, you didn't play. You didn't get. I didn't get my first pick. You didn't you get your choice. first pick. Oh, I didn't. So, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's so cool. from now on, 
So yeah, so now week ten. Now you now you're on evens and I'm on odds. Alright, bet, bet. That's cool. I'll take the first pick. I'm not gonna take Aaron Jones. I mean I'm not gonna take that one quick. I'm gonna take Aaron Jones. Oh, of uh eighty eight hundred going against Jacksonville. First R B. Uh yes, please, let's go. Give me Aaron Jones. All right, well that's fair. Uh, well, if you're gonna go Aaron Jones, I will go Devonte Adams. Ninety five hundred going up against Jacksonville. I will gladly take that one. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna take. Mm, this is tough. I don't know what I want to do here. I'm gonna go the same running back in that game, James Robinson, on the other side mm. in my flex. You know, seventy three hundred. Mm-hmm. Going against Green Bay, just as bad as the defense, if not worse, rush defense in Jacksonville. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with ooh, ooh. I'm gonna go with these price savings. I want, I really, I really want to go Nick Chubb, man, 8200. But I'm gonna go with these price savings. I'm gonna get me a back that can uh, get it done in the pass game as well. I'm going with my guy Miles Sanders, 7700. Okay, okay, going against the New York Giants. I like that. Um, as my first receiver, I'm going to go my wide receiver start of the week. Going Michael Thomas, 8,500 as my first wide receiver. Um, I'm just going to lock this in right now because the price is so nice, man. I, once I, when I saw the price, I had to. I had oh, to, man, I, I think I know where you're going. <laughs> I got to go to a tongue of Iloa. Ooh, okay. 6,800. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. super cheap. Uh, in, in a good spot for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go at my second running back, well, but the third running back of my team. I'm going to go Antonio Gibson. I thought you were talking about him because his price is crazy. It's 6100 Antonio Gibson, yeah, I, slide I him in. Go him. I yeah, just, that's super cheap. I'm trying to get some things done over here. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to, had to get some savings, you know. Um, For... My second running back, I'm going to go with the guy who, you know, kind of disappointed us a little bit last week. But, um, you know, we're, 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 we we like second. We give second chances out here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Diagnostics podcast. Chase Edmonds, man, 7,100. Yep. Going up against Buffalo. Yep. Um, matchup is great there, man. So, I'm, I'm going with Edmonds. Yeah, yeah. We've gave we given Kevin Drake plenty of weeks. I think we can give Chase Edmonds one more week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. His production. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go at my second receiver. I'm going to go Will Fuller with a juicy matchup against Cleveland. Um, yeah, continue to, to dominate. Uh, you know, he's been, yeah, he's been doing a hundred yards receiving or a touchdown on a lot of, a lot of these games too. So yeah, I'm expecting either one. Yeah, man. I like that one. Uh, for me at the, at my second wide receiver, actually, let me, no, let me, let me go somewhere else first. I'm gonna go with my flex. Um, in my flex position, I'm going to go with. Oof. Oh man, I almost did that. I'm gonna actually go with DeAndre Swift, man. Six K. He's a guy that I, I I've been really hot on lately, um, and I'm just I'm just gonna call my shot here, man. DeAndre Swift. Yeah, uh, definitely like him. Um, talking about a lot in, in Dynasty Talks lately. Uh, Swift should continue to give you steady RB2 role, if not with some upside. Uh, I'm going to go as my third wide receiver. Talking about a lot this week, Josh Reynolds uh, at 5000 my cheap play of the week. 
Um, so I can slide them in there for these other, all these other people. Yeah, my uh, second wide receiver, I'm just going to go with my guy, man. Uh, Scary Terry, man. Seven, 7K. Scary Terry. Got to go with it. Hey, man, only one receiver right now. or You know, he leads the league in, in market share of air yards, 47%. Uh, he's seeing over... Uh, tw- over 25% of the team targets. Uh, that is number one receiver territory right there. Like Alpha Young D Hop, man. Young D Hop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I'm I'm with you on this one. So, uh, t- Scary Terry, 7K going up against Detroit. He's in my lineup. Gotta love that always. Um, I'm gonna go. I gotta fill in tight end. So, I'm gonna go Austin Hooper at 5,100 uh, in that. Same game, the Houston-Cleveland game. Uh, slide him in. Hopefully, he can give us the bounce back for tight ends. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, for me at tight end, I'm going to lock this in. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I've been pounding the drum, man. I'm a, he's, he's cheap. He's cheap as all heck, man. Jacob Hollister, 4,700. Calling my shot, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, if you're able to get that cheap play, especially at tight end, and give you some type of production, yeah, that's that's a good lineup right there. Uh, I got quarterback now, so I'm going to go Jared Goff, my QB streamer of the week. Uh, I was leaning between him and Drew Brees a lot, but I'm, I'm chasing these points right now, so I'm going to go with the, the shootout, 7,400. Yeah, man, I like that one. Uh, for me, ooh, let me see if I really want to get this thing done. Mm, it's gonna be scary, man. Uh, I need to. No, nah, I need to go with the safer floor. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go through some stuff, man. I'm, I'm really trying. As you oh, can yeah, tell, yeah, I yeah. really, I really, really want to beat you, Greg. As you can tell. <laughs> so, um, I'm going with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Robert Woods. I know my start of the week. Ooh. That's that's Cooper Cup. Uh, but I, I had to uh, find a way to get in here. Had to find yeah, a way that, to get in that Seattle game, <laughs> <laughs> and Cooper Cup wouldn't give me the floor that I needed for my defense. So, um, Robert Woods, it is seventy two hundred. That five hundred dollars in savings definitely key. Uh, Greg, what what do you got? What do you got next? Uh, so, lastly, my defense. I'm taking the Eagles defense at forty six hundred. Um, yeah, they're going against the Giants. You know, they're going to get at least a couple sacks. They could get that sack fumble for sure. Uh, it could get some picks, you know, you never know, really never really know. So, yeah, definitely going with the Eagles, though. Yep, I like that one. Uh, for me, I really, really want to go with uh, the Giants, uh, but I have Miles Sanders, so I don't want to I don't want to cap my upside there too much. Um, so I got to go. I'm going to go with, with the Washington football team. There you going go. Going up against Detroit, uh, 3,800. Uh, so yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely like that. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be uh, another very interesting week for sure. You know, I'm I'm just glad I got a lot of that uh, Seattle Rams game. Some of it, some of it. Yeah, definitely for sure. So, uh, Greg, you had the first pick. Why don't you uh, run through your lineup real quick? So at quarterback, I have Jared Goff at 7,400. Uh, my QB streamer week. I mean, start of the week, I got Antonio Gibson. My Running back start of the week at 6,100 as my RB1. Aaron Jones is my RB2. Slide him in there as 8,800 uh, going in that Jacksonville game. Uh, Michael Thomas, the confident start of the week um, at 8,500. Slide him as my wide receiver one. 
Josh Reynolds to 5,000. So, you know, give you the sneaky Jared Goff, Josh Reynolds stack uh, to slide in him as wide, wide receiver two. Will Fuller, 7,100 as my wide receiver three. Austin Hooper as my tight end, 5,100. James Robinson, money all year, 7,300 at my flex. And then at defense, the Eagles defense at 4,600. Oh man, yeah, I like I like that one a lot. All right, I'm gonna run through my roster really quickly. Uh, for me at quarterback, uh, Tua Tonga Vailoa, 6800. Your stream of the week, Greg, providing me some mm-hmm. some uh, cheap savings there at the quarterback position. Uh, Miles Sanders, 7700. Um, DeAndre Swift, 6000. Uh, Devonte Adams, man, will pro- most likely finish as the <laughs> wide receiver one on the week, uh, oh, ninety five hundred. Uh, Robert Woods, seventy two hundred. Uh, Terry McLaurin is my wide receiver three. He's seven thousand. Uh, Jacob Hollister at tight end. He is forty seven hundred. And then Chase Edmonds as my flex. He is he is seventy one hundred. And then as my defense, I've got the Washington Football Team, thirty eight hundred. Yeah, Devontae's been, like, even better than what Michael Thomas was last year, I think, because the booms are just crazy. Like, it's insane mm-hmm. now, especially for a wide receiver, the volatility. He's still destroying everybody in front of him. Yeah, man, he's dominating, absolutely. Um, all right, man, that was it, man. I, you know, we yes, sir. killed it. Uh, hopefully, we killed it on Monday because that's the day that really matters when we come in and do these recaps. So, mm-hmm. uh Everyone, appreciate y'all for listening. Really do uh, genuinely appreciate that. Uh, everyone who takes the time to listen to the podcast. Um, again, if you could just rate, review the show, it definitely would, would help a, a lot. Uh, but, you know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. You could follow Greg on Twitter or on Instagram at We underscore Made It. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy this weekend's games. Good luck. And we are out. Yeah.